The Duke and I. Midway through The Duke and I, Simon refuses to accept a bundle of letters written to him by his late estranged father. Daphne, anticipating that he might someday change his mind, takes the letters and hides them. But when she offers them to Simon at the end of the book, he decides not to open them. I hadn't originally intended for him to do this. I'd always figured there would be something great and important in those letters. But when Daphne held them out, it became clear to me that Simon didn't need to read his father's words. It finally didn't matter what the late Duke had thought of him. Readers wanted to know what was in the letters, but I must confess I did not. What interested me was what it would take to make Simon want to read them. The Duke and I, the Second Epilogue. Mathematics had never been Daphne Bassett's best subject, but she could certainly count to thirty, and as thirty was the maximum number of days that usually elapsed between her monthly courses, the fact that she was currently looking at her desk calendar and counting to forty three was cause for some concern. It can't be possible, she said to the calendar, half expecting it to reply. She sat down slowly, trying to recall the events of the past six weeks. Maybe she'd counted wrong. She'd bled while she was visiting her mother, and that had been on March 25th and 26th, which meant that she counted again, physically this time, poking each square on the calendar with her index finger. Forty-three days. She was pregnant. Good God! Once again, the calendar had little to say on the matter. No, no, it couldn't be. She was forty-one years old. Which wasn't to say that no woman in the history of the world had given birth at forty-two, but it had been seventeen years since she'd last conceived. Seventeen years of rather delightful relations with her husband, during which time they had done nothing, absolutely nothing, to block conception. Daphne had assumed she was simply done being fertile. She'd had her four children in rapid succession, one a year for the first four years of her marriage, then nothing. She had been surprised when she realized that her youngest had reached his first birthday, and she was not pregnant again. And then he was two, then three, and her belly remained flat. And Daphne looked at her brood, Amelia, Belinda, Caroline and David, and decided she had been blessed beyond measure. Four children, healthy and strong, with a strapping little boy who would one day take his father's place as the Duke of Hastings. Besides, Daphne did not particularly enjoy being pregnant. Her ankles swelled and her cheeks got puffy, and her digestive tract did things that she absolutely did not wish to experience again. She thought of her sister-in-law Lucy, who positively glowed throughout pregnancy, which was a good thing, as Lucy was currently fourteen months pregnant with her fifth child, or nine months, as the case might be. But Daphne had seen her just a few days earlier, and she looked as if she were fourteen months along. Huge, staggeringly huge, but still glowing, and with astonishingly dainty ankles. I can't be pregnant, Daphne said, placing a hand on her flat belly. Maybe she was going through the change. Forty-one did seem a bit young, but then again it wasn't one of those things anyone ever talked about. 
Maybe lots of women stopped their monthly courses at forty-one. She should be happy, grateful. Really, bleeding was such a bother. She heard footsteps coming toward her in the hallway, and she quickly slid a book on top of the calendar. Although what she thought she might be hiding, she had no idea. It was just a calendar. There was no big red X followed by the notation "bled this day." Her husband strode into the room. Oh, good! There you are. Amelia has been looking for you. For me? If there is a merciful God, she is not looking for me. Simon returned. Oh dear, Daphne murmured. Normally she'd have a more quick-witted response, but her mind was still in the possibly pregnant, possibly growing very old fog. Something about a dress. The pink one or the green one? Simon stared at her. Really? No, of course you wouldn't know," she said distractedly. 